From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, and I know you're weary. I'm kind of weary myself. Hang your cloak on a pig. Grab a stool and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Warm yourself by the fire, indeed. I tell you, November is angry here in southern Ontario. Wind gusts of up to 110 kilometers per hour along the shores of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Power outages. Very ominous-looking clouds. I think, uh, quite frankly, the weather is reflective of our collective mood. I spent the last five days in Brantford visiting my mom, and when the winds picked up suddenly this afternoon, it sounded like a distant train. And I looked out the back window at my mother's house. About 20 feet from her house, just off the back deck, is a very large white pine tree. In fact, just a, a day prior, I had a, a, an arborist at the house giving us an estimate on, on cutting the tree down because limbs have been falling down uh, during the winter and so forth. So the wind comes in, the tree starts swaying back and forth, and the ground around the tree starts heaving up and down. It looked like it was breathing. And uh, I, I feared the wind had the wind continued for another, say, 30 seconds or so. That tree might have been uprooted. And again, very close to the house. It turns out the wind and the rain up here in fact, maybe because of some low pressure system down in Colorado. I swear to God, that's what I read. I have no idea what Colorado, that's a long ways from here. However, some low pressure system in Colorado is responsible for this. So I guess in a way I could blame my guest tonight who's actually in Colorado. Rex Baer from Leak Project is standing by to discuss, among other things, the Great Reset. Uh, this uh, slogan is uh, its kind of catchy, and it's catching on. You're hearing it everywhere. It's a creation of basically a bunch of CEOs who sit on the board of the World Economic Forum. Are you familiar with the World Economic Forum or the WE Forum? They're based in Switzerland. They meet every year in Davos. They're an international NGO. They've been around for about 50 years. They were founded by this German engineer and economist, Karl Schwab. You'll be hearing a lot about him. I'm sure in the weeks to come, if you haven't already read up on this guy. And the, uh, the WE Forum's mission statement sounds rather innocuous. They're committed to improving the state of the world by engaging business, political, academic, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. Again, sounds all nice. Who could possibly be against improving the state of the world, right? But who are these people? who seem to firmly believe they know what's best for you and me and how we should live our lives. And many of the board members of the WE Forum have been through the, the revolving doors in their careers. They work, for, they work for or they sit on boards or advisory boards to some of the world's most powerful corporations like Pepsi and Nestle. They have strong Nestle, you know, the people that want to privatize uh, fresh water everywhere. They have strong uh, political and academic ties. They belong to powerful lobbying, policymaking, and advisory groups. And apparently, I'm reading, that a number have been implicated in accusations 
accusations alleged of corporate malfeasance during their career. Uh, journalist Susan George describes the folks at the World Economic Forum this way, quote, the Davos class, she calls them. I like that. The Davos class, despite its members, nice manners and well-tailored clothes is predatory. They run our major institutions, including the media. They know exactly what they want and are much more united and better organized than we are. But this dominant class has weaknesses, too. One is that they have an ideology, but virtually no ideas and no imagination. End quote. So let's hear the folks at uh, the World Economic Forum in their own words. Let, let's hear them describe what this great reset is all about and why we must act now to implement it or else. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. And now is the time for all of us to define our own role. What is it that would make it so that history would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset? The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. The world's problems fit on three sides of a triangle. It's one versus many man versus nature, and the unfortunate foundation is long-term versus short-term. We had already income inequality that was fueling income, race, gender inequality. We have a climate emergency, which we can't walk away from. There's no doubt that the very survival of the human race requires us to act. Any recovery stimulus should have green conditions attached to it. Energy prices should reflect real costs. All right. It's a much longer clip. I just wanted to play a little, give you a little taste of the folks at the World Economic Forum and uh, their great reset scheme. And you may have noticed a lot of the world leaders, globalists really, have adopted this build back better slogan. And that's, that's right out of the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. Build back better. Do you think it was a coincidence, maybe, or maybe you didn't notice Joe Biden is using it, Boris Johnson, of all people, Boris, really, he's using Build Back Better. It's like this script got sent down from, I don't know, central casting and, and like this hive mind. They're all just working off the same script. So this Great Reset is an attempt to fundamentally restructure the world economic order, the social order, how you work, how you live, where you live, how you travel. The details are a little vague, but that's all right. They'll take care of that. Don't you worry. Don't you worry your pretty little head. This is far beyond our pay grade. We, the, the great unwashed. 
Apparently, the corrupt Marxists at the United Nations couldn't wait for Agenda 2030. They want their dystopian wet dream and they want it now. Just in time, wouldn't you know, they had their excuse, COVID-19. The pandemic, as you heard in that clip, has exposed, what did they say, the inequality experienced by the most vulnerable in our society, and that's why they have to act? Really? I think you could make a pretty convincing argument that the response to COVID-19 is what has hurt the most vulnerable, not the virus. Yes, the virus is real. We have to be careful. We have to mitigate risk. But it has been the response to COVID-19 that has caused such devastation. And those hurt the most. The most vulnerable are the elderly. You know, the greatest generation. Remember them? Many of whom who fought against authoritarian regimes and edicts that are now making our grandparents and great-grandparents and uncles and aunts making their last days miserable and lonely. That's the saddest irony of all. Ask anyone on, on in New York who lost a loved one in a a long-term care facility or a retirement home to the virus. A major part of this great reset is instituting a global carbon tax. And I've been warning about this for 15 years. The great reset is about instituting the goals and the objectives of UN Agenda 2030. This is not conspiracy stuff. I know it's the conspiracy show. And I've been talking about these things for decades. Ergo, they must be conspiracies. So here we have the United Nations, essentially this corrupt Marxist institution, heavily influenced by authoritarian thugs running China and an assortment of other bad actors on the global stage who, and without irony, I know this sounds like a Monty Python sketch, but it's not. The Human Rights Council, for example, who sits on the Human Rights Council, Pakistan, China, Cuba, shining examples of human rights. So the UN, they hate the West, they hate you, they, they hate your suburban lifestyle, they hate democracy, they hate parliament. They're so messy and inconvenient. They'd much rather rule by emergency powers and edicts and orders and council. But the UN, back to the UN, they hate private property. They hate anyone who stands up for the nation state, which is, of course, the worst institution for upholding individual rights except for all the rest. And I think you know who has consistently run afoul of their globalist schemes and are at this hour taking great delight in his projected electoral loss. But that's another story. So we are going to discuss the reset, the great reset tonight with Rex Baer. Rex, after spending over 15 years working for other people in businesses, he he learned a lot about life with about 80 different positions and titles, jobs and careers under his belt. Rex has pieced together much of what is referred to as the real world. Although it's far from the real world, it's the illusion of illusions. In 1993, as a teenager, Rex was told about what is now unfolding today. He's a dedicated researcher whose desire for learning who and what is really running the scenes behind the big show has been a passion of his his entire life and has served as the catalyst for Leak Project. The Leak Project was created to offer awareness and information not found in the mainstream news. With over 90% of the world's media controlled by only five enormous conglomerates, many people are looking for more accurate information. The Leak Project offers a refreshing approach to the brain drain media with cutting-edge information you'll not find anywhere else. Once you break out of the mind control media, your life will never be the same. Amen to that. So do yourself a favor. Wake up and smell the swamp gas. Rex Bear, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Hey, fantastic. How the heck are you? 
I'm all right. Thank you. All things considered. So tell folks yeah. about uh, Leak Project. Where do they find it? Uh, how do they watch? How do they listen and all that? Sure. So Leak Project is pretty much everywhere. If you just Google it or any search engine, type in Leak Project, it'll pull up on various platforms. Uh, if you go to leakproject.com in particular, uh, that's the best place to go to get access to all of the podcasts. And we've done over 3,000 podcasts over the past five years. And we've talked about numerous topics, a lot of guests that you speak with and, and shows that you do. We touch on the same genres. I'll bet you a lot of the same people listen to both of our programs and, you know, very well-educated, open-minded, yet not so open-minded that their brains fall out on the sidewalk. But right. it's, been, it's just been something that I've always talked about. Like, you know, you, you talked a little bit about my, my intro, and, and thank you for sharing that information. So I've had so many different jobs and careers and um it seems like I've always talked about the same things, like what I'm talking about now, doing the same thing when I worked for a Fortune 100 company. And, uh, you know, during lunchtime, I'd be discussing the same topics, and I was a little bit more extreme then, and I've, I've learned to become more balanced over the past eight years. But it's also been an incredible journey just to meet so many different people in so many different, you know, careers that have very similar personality traits. And most people are very easy to control and manipulate, and the media does such a beautiful job, and I, I, maybe that's the wrong word to use, such a, a, a wonderful job. I mean, it's so influential that people live their lives around what they see on the television set. And it's gotten so bad during this outbreak, we'll call it, um, that People that I care about are nervous to see me because they're concerned about the virus, and I understand. And it's very alarming when the media is literally controlled by five corporations. Ninety-something uh, percent of what people see on the television, what they read in the news, whether it's online or whether it's on their big screen, is controlled by about five corporations uh, a couple hundred different executives, and there's an AP, basically a newswire that goes to virtually all of these conglomerates, and they read from the AP wire. And now that Fox was usurped up um, a year ago, I mean, it, it used to offer a, I guess, the illusion of choice from two paradigms, the right or the left. Fox used to offer that. Now you can tell it's clearly under the thumb of the left. And, you know, I have friends and family on both sides of the spectrum, so uh, that, are de- uh, that are Democrats and that are Republicans and independents, and I've got friends of all religions and all colors, and I've got friends all around the world. Literally, I've got friends all around the world, and I talk to people from all around the world to hear about their perspective, and this has taken the world by storm, and when you look at the percentages and you really follow the math and you really look at the statistics and you find out about what you were discussing, and I'm glad you brought up the World Economic Forum. I'm glad you brought that up because they have done a, uh, a fantastic job of using this as the spear for the Great Reset. And I actually took notes. As you can see behind me, I've got the, the whiteboard out. Let me kind of. I love, I I love the off. whiteboard, Rex. I love the whiteboard. <laughs> can you see it? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I took this all the way back to John D. 
And um, first of all, I'm fascinated with Gandhi. I'm fascinated with these people that I'm writing about. I don't say I agree with them, but I can certainly see visionaries wanting to make contact with angelic beings. And, you know, what's an angel? Well, I mean, what religion are you? An angel could be a various number of things. But John Dee made contact with angels, according to the Enochian calls. And that happened in the late 1500s. He was Queen Elizabeth I's kind of super spy. He was kind of the inspiration for James Bond, actually. Yeah, yeah. And the, the movies do a great job if you look at Iron Man. I think Iron Man is a representation of... Um, or uh, Stark, I think he's a representation of Jack Parsons. We'll get into that in a moment. But John Dee in the 1500s made contact with angels with Edward Kelly. Then, shortly after, a couple hundred years later, America was formed. And you've got the original story about how America was formed by freedom fighters, and they wanted to get away from the taxes and oppression, and they probably did. But there's a long-term vision of America. And I've even decoded the, the name America. So if you look at the name America or American, Americon, or Americon, if you look at the vibratorial uh, aspect of that and what those words break down to, Am is like a creation word of God. Aries is the god of war, and Khan is like a military leader. So every time you say you're American or from America, you're actually giving homage to this god of war. And at some vibratorial aspect, I mean, it doesn't mean you're like worshiping the, the devil or anything. I don't want people to get the wrong idea, but at a vibratorial level, when you've got millions of people expressing these vibrations and the sounds are actually spells, uh, you, when you're spelling something down, you're actually creating a spell. So everything is some type of frequency or energy, and they have learned how to not only manipulate words, but manipulate the world. And over the past couple hundred years, few hundred years, they've pretty much changed history and creation stories and everything else. But so you've got John D. makes contact in the late 1500s. Uh, America's cre- uh, formed in, uh, was it 1777 or somewhere around then? Well, but the Declaration England, was 1776, right. Thank you, 1776. I appreciate that. So uh, if you look at George Washington, George Washington, even in his journal, describes something that could have been uh, with these watchers that are talked about, or with these angelic beings, or what some people call extraterrestrials or interdimensionals. Read about it in his diary. It's fascinating. But I think America was created, um, and it was founded upon going back to John D., maybe even before, but then it's ushering in this new age, this age of Aquarius. Now, uh, I, I love our country. I love all countries. I would love to see people have more freedoms and rights and liberties, and it seems like we're going through a time right now where um, the powers that be are attempting to clap, clamp down on our freedom because they see, the, once again, they realize, we realize the power that we have and that we don't need them. We don't need them, but they think that we do. So, and you got Project Paperclip. I'm going to get into that in a minute. In a minute but, so the age of Aquarius is the time that we are entering now. And as much as I love our country, man, we've been at war Think of all the wars that America has been a part of, uh, just going back to its, its creation. You've got the Civil War, World War I, World War II. You've got Vietnam. You've got the Korean War, the Mexican War. I mean, there's been all sorts of wars, proxy wars. Something is feeding this machine. And so 
the age of Aquarius is where we have entered now. We are in the age of Aquarius, and I think that America was actually, is a big part of bringing in this age of Aquarius, but bringing in the age of Aquarius is also bringing in a new deity. We'll uh, take a quick time out, come back with Rex Bear. We'll talk about the, the Great Reset some more, and uh, he's giving us kind of the, uh, the, uh, the Coles Notes uh, back history of the United States, back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrant. Rex Baer from The Leak Project is uh, with us. Leakproject.com, the website. Now, you mentioned John Dee. I mentioned he was Queen Elizabeth I. He was a, a mathematician. He was an alchemist. And those symbols, this, uh, Ian Fleming, uh, the creator of James Bond, uh, was very interested in John Dee. He read a biography on John Dee and John Dee, I believe, used the symbol 007. The two O's were supposed to be his eyes. The circles symbolized John Dee's eyes, his own eyes as the eyes of Queen Elizabeth. He was her eyes and ears. And the seven, of course, is the alchemist's lucky number. So 007 was John Dee's symbol. Anyway, there's a little bit of a, of a, of a backstory. Let me, I, I want you to get back to your whiteboard here in a second, Rex, because this is all fascinating and kind of giving us the dissertation. It does the Great Reset, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know it does. I know it does. But I just wanted to ask you to get your overarching impression. Uh, so, for example, our leader here, Prime Minister Trudeau, just mm-hmm. released this. This is Justin Trudeau speaking about the Great Reset to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Building back better means getting support to the most All right, that was uh, Justin Trudeau. So, I mean, you know, this is not conspiracy. These world leaders are now telling us in almost a brazen manner what they're going to do. And they're all using this phrase, build back better, which is, again, this phrase that was concocted by the World Economic Forum in conjunction with the United Nations. What are your overall impressions of what's happening right now? I was warned about all this back in the early 90s. And it's interesting because you can look at scriptures, and I'm not religious, but I'm fascinated with religion and spirituality and different religions and the scriptures, etc. And you can read about this stuff in Revelation all the way to the mark of the beast where no man can buy or sell without the mark, and the mark of the number is six threefold. And then you look at the patent application for the digital currency system that's all linked to this reset and this World Economic Forum. And I find it fascinating... So I want to share this with you real quick. I took the, I looked up the date. And by the way, when you said conspiracy, the definition of conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. And the media has turned that word into a joke. Well, it's not a joke. And if you look at most of the stuff around the world controlled by a select group of people, they take secret plans and they uh, gather amongst themselves, and oftentimes it's unlawful and harmful. So that's conspiracy. The world's ran by conspiracy, folks. Get it through your heads. Event 201. Event 201, which sounds a lot like Agenda 21, you know, uh, to uh, 2030, but Event 201 was an exercise where organizations, very powerful organizations around the world, gathered 
to uh, do scenarios for predicting what would happen if there was a coronavirus outbreak. And, you know, I got to say, I'm so glad they love us. I just I have to do a disclaimer here. They love us so much (laughs) that they, they really care, folks. And it's all for your protection. It's all for your own care. But John Hopkins and Bloomberg School of Public Health, the World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they probably love us more than just about anybody. They, not predicted, but they did high-level pandemic exercises on October 18, 2019. You can go directly to the Center for Health and Security.org. You can watch the events that took place. You can see exactly how they do these exercises that unfold shortly later. Then I looked up when the first official date was on the COVID. And according to the WHO, it was on January, I'm sorry, December 31st, 2019. So it's amazing how if you go back to October 18th, they did exercises for a global outbreak of a coronavirus. Now, this is a different strain of coronavirus, a different strain, but it is a coronavirus. And they predicted, not, I'm sorry, I keep saying predicted, but I can't say that word because it was just coincidence, folks. It was pure coincidence. <clears throat> it's hard for me to say that, but it was. So they did this in October, and then in December, oh, somebody's got corona. And then the whole world changes. And then the Great Reset can come into this. And then you can watch these. That, folks, please watch. Spend 10 minutes of your life to watch the actual exercises, the tabletop exercises that these people play out and say, okay, well, we're going to have to take control of the media. We're going to have to take control of social media. We're going to have to, uh, if people start not following the agenda, then we're going to have to figure out how to to take care of them. And, And they talk about all sorts of different ways to do that. So this, to me, why are they doing this? Well, I mean, if I had to use just one word, I would say it's control, but there's a lot more to it. It's control of your mind, it's control of your body, it's control of your spirit, which is what they really want. That is the ultimate goal, and I'll get to that here shortly. So you take Aleister Crowley, and he made contact with an entity called Lance and the Egg, and you can actually read about it here in Starfire in 1918, and that was called the Amelance for Workies. I'm giving you some high-level stuff here. This right here, a lot of people think he made contact with the Greys at this time. And if you read the book of the law and you want to know who's probably running America and who's going to be ushering in the age of Aquarius, if you read the book of the law, the name of the deity is in that book, and I'm not going to say it on air. Um, But it's also this working right here could have made contact with the Greys. They then start coming out here, and then you've got the Trinity Blast site and all this nuclear testing that starts taking place. You've got Jack Parsons, and you've got some high-level people that that are making contact with these very powerful deities. Well, then they rip open some type of portal, and somehow they find us, and then there's Roswell, and we made contact with beings at Roswell. I talked, like you had Paul Hellyer on the other day. That guy's awesome. He's going to be on Leak Project yes. again here, and, and tomorrow, actually, I think he's coming back on the show. Uh, love Paul. He's a great guy. But I talked to somebody recently, that one of the most prominent researchers in Roswell, where the, uh, the gentleman that was out there with the, uh, like the rancher, he saw one of the greats. And one of the greys was still alive. And the grey telepathically communicated with him because he could tell that that rancher was worried about this. He's like, he didn't know what it was. He's like, man, is this this thing okay? Is it going to live? And the grey is like, and and he basically told him telepathically that he he knew his fate and he thought not to worry about it. So there's a lot of disinformation about how these greys are androids and robots. Well, I've got other friends that have very high level 
they're in liquid. They're not, if they were in liquid, they wouldn't be androids. And when, if that testimony is true, those grays are, have empathy. They're very intelligent. So I think they made contact around this time, or maybe even before when we go back to John D., but there was some other connection here that we're being told about. It was probably back to the John D. time and they made contact with them. So then we get access to this artificial intelligence from this craft. We get access to this artificial intelligence, which is now being implemented into our reality. And then you look at the Great Reset. You look at the COVID-19. Well, wait until COVID-21 comes out, folks. That might be a smart virus that uses technology. But that's just a theory as of right now. Of course, this all is, folks. This is all theory and hypothesis, so make your own judgments. Um, but if you look out for the media, you've got the media that's controlled by five corporations now. The science, the medical field, social media, big tech, religion, education, the doctors. Or no, if you, if you take education from kindergarten, preschool, all the way to doctorate and beyond, it's all a part of the club. So all of these people are a part of the club. And then if you don't fit that club, well, then they don't want you to be part of the big media. They don't want you to be a part of these large conglomerates that can express information out around the world. You've got to find other ways to do it because that's like the snowflake effect. Well, if, if we can't control it, let's just turn it off. You know, if there's so many, they, they use social conditioning to get people to go out to, to police themselves. So you've got people that are so conditioned by the media that when someone's trying to help them, it's almost like that Agent Smith effect in the Matrix where they turn into an agent because they think they don't understand. They're under this conditioning that's all created here. So you've got fear via the virus, which creates confusion, and that confusion also creates fear, and then that creates division, so now they've got a solution. So what's their solution? Well, they want to track you. They want to condition you to wear your facial uh, coverings, they want, I was about to use the term facial diaper, and I didn't want, you know, that seems like some of those things look <laughs> like. Anyway, I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. But <laughs> they also reverse engineer the script. So now you need to reverse engineer the script. How do you reverse engineer the script? You watch the news, you reverse engineer what they say, and you can figure out exactly what the plan is here. So the club is conditioning you via fear and confusion so that you will accept this new age and this new digital reset where they can get you to be connected to a blockchain system and they can track everything that you're doing. They can even track your thoughts, and I'll get into that here in a few minutes, but they want to use a digital currency system so that if you don't play ball, then they don't pay you with your digital currency, and they can literally track your movements with this technology that has been patented, and the patent number is W-O-0-6-0-6-0-6-A-1. Notice the three sixes there. That's just like the mark of the beast with three sixes. All right, Rex, got to jump in. Blockchain. We've got to take a quick timeout, then back with more on the Great Reset with Rex Baer from Leak Project here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Rex Bear is with us for the full two hours, and we will open up the phone lines in uh, hour two for questions and comments. Right now, we're continuing to discuss the Great Reset. We're hearing a lot of world leaders talking about this, and a lot of them are using this Build Back Better slogan, which they've taken from the World Economic Forum in the United Nations and it's being used, uh, or it was used, as Joe Biden's campaign 
slogan. I think that was uh, his website was Build Back Better. Boris Johnson, of all people, who sort of came to power in the UK as a bit of a conservative populist, but he certainly has shown his true colors. He's in lockstep with the globalists. And uh, our very own Justin Trudeau, in no uncertain terms, telling us what is going to happen, this great reset, although the details are still quite vague, and that's by design, that just kind of gives them the ability to do whatever they'd like. And they are basically circumventing parliament here in Canada, ruling by order and council. Uh, and of course, you know, these things are never talked about during an election campaign, but they've known They've known for some time that they were they were going to roll this out. And I don't think in Canada it would make any difference whether we had a conservative or a, a liberal. Uh, it's basically controlled opposition. Our 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 controlled opposition leader, the, the red Tory conservative leader, Aaron O'Toole, thinks he's being very clever. Instead of calling it build back better, he calls it build back stronger. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody, Aaron. We know it's the same it's the same uh, thing that you're uh, that you're offering, um, Rex. You you mentioned you know Alistair Crowley and Jack Parsons, of course, the founder of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, who kind of uh, well, he was an admirer of Crowley and and uh, tried to do sort of the same Babylon working type ritual out in the desert. Some say that he was the one that opened a portal that caused the modern day UFO phenomenon. Um, Whatever is going on here, uh, you know, aliens or or entities or whatever, there's no question in my mind that what we're seeing playing out right now is spiritual warfare. Would you agree? Yeah, it seems extremely spiritual to me, and it's very apparent. And for anybody that's studied any type of scriptures, whether it's the uh, the ancient Babylonian tablets or the, the Greek scriptures or the Roman or the Christian scriptures or Muslim or, or Jewish, you can tell, in my opinion, that there's a lot of stuff that's unfolding now, and a lot of that's connected to astrotheology as well. And astrotheology, if you look at a lot of these ancient scriptures, uh, is describing, it's like poetry describing the, the constellations and the planets and the timelines and how it connects to farming and how it connects to business. And over time, it's been changed and manipulated by very powerful people so that they can take back the power. And you brought up how in, in Canada it seems like it's controlled opposition even. Well, if you, if you want to look at the bloodlines, you can clearly see that the, uh, the aristocratic bloodlines go back through to Egyptian times and before, and you can read about the, you can read the Sumerian king list, or you can even read the, the king list that is available. It's an ancient Greek king list via Oranos that talks about 10 kings that ruled for 432,000 years, but then you can even cross-reference these names of these kings to um, the, the biblical writings of Adam through Enoch and others, uh, just has different timelines on their ages and such. But here's the problem. That, that knowledge that we're getting access to, even though it's very powerful, what has happened is the scholars and the scribes, I should say, the scribes that translate these uh, are usually a part of specific societies, uh, secret societies and mystery schools, so they'll, they'll rewrite this stuff and only give us, like, you have to actually research what the numbers mean and the code, otherwise you'll get a, a, a fairy tale of what's really going on. 
even all the way to the, the biblical texts. You can read the, like the King James Version. Like People are like, oh, man, the only official Bible is the King James one. It's like, well, okay, but if you really look into that, it's a lot deeper than you think. But I, I don't want to get into that right now. But I would like to say that this all connects. So these timelines that are changing, we are just getting out of the age of Aquarius, or not the age of Aquarius, the age of Pisces, and now we're in the age of Aquarius. Well, Pisces is strongly connected with Christianity, and uh, Jesus, uh, the, the, you know, like the two fish uh, connected right. with Jesus and Pisces. So there's a lot of astrological science and connections here, and we have literally moved into the age of Aquarius, and now you've got very powerful people that are realizing people like you, like me, like others that listen to your program, that listen to Leak Project, and are looking for the truth and want light and to help others. Well, what they realize how much power we realize we have now. They're like, wait a second, we have to do something to stop this. So in order for them to take back control, they're using these technologies. These technologies could be used for amazing things, but the problem is those that are ruling these technologies combined with the education system and the club, they're using it for their purpose and where the cannon fodder oftentimes. We're the ones that are building their empires and we're getting we're getting little trinkets of, of nonsense, like the technologies that are released, the inventions, the patents, etc. All of this is being trinkled out by the club. So you're taking the Internet of All Things now and the Singularity, which has been moved up to like 2036, I think. Now, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Ray Kurzweil. I used to be very scared of Ray Kurzweil just because of the transhuman movement, but the more I've researched him and the transhuman movement, it's, it's happening. It, it is. It is what it is. So that's a big part of this great reset is they want to integrate you with the machine. They want to integrate you to be literally a part of these blockchains and these nodes to the computational power so that they can figure out these certain Right, uh, but the, the transhumanist problems. movement is, I think, I mean, Kurzweil and others, their, their quest is for some sort of immortality, re-sleeving consciousness where... The, the human mind would live in a machine for all times, but I think that's that option is for the haves, not the rest of us useless eaters. Uh, I think they kind of envision some kind of a, uh, um, I don't know, a post-apocalyptic um, uh, feudalism. Uh, yeah. You know, massive depopulation uh, of the world. I mean, they've stated this aim many times in uh, foreign affairs, etc. But we'll uh, we'll pick up on this yeah. on the other side, uh, Rex. We're going to run into a break here, and uh, we will come back and continue to discuss uh, the reset, uh, the Great Reset, and much more as we build back better on the Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. So the World Economic Forum claims there's an urgent need for global stakeholders to manage the direct consequences of what the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, has called the Great Lockdown. So you see, they the uh, they create the uh, the disease, which is the lockdown. I'm not saying the virus was created. Who knows? They They let it happen. They made it happen. They're glad it happened. That's the point. So the great lockdown is the disease, if you will, which is the response to a virus, real, imagined, probably real, I think. Uh, And so the remedy for the great lockdown is the great reset. So they've caused this economic cataclysm with the lockdown. Now we need to fix that 
And the answer is the Great Reset. They see this as a unique window of opportunity to shape the world order, to reshape capitalism, to reshape uh, how we work, how we live, how we travel. Everything is on the table. And they're being very vague, and apparently the details are going to be rolled out at the uh, the next World Economic Forum uh, meeting in Davos in January 2021. Rex Baer is with us from uh, the Leak Project. You you were talking about this blockchain. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about – so the idea is that they're going to replace the, this fiat currency. So, for example, the U.S. dollar and so forth it will be replaced – It'd be a kind of a, a decentralized or will, will it be more centralized? How will this this blockchain cryptocurrency work exactly? Do you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, exactly. I don't know if I can say exactly, but I can certainly tell you a lot of the, uh, the basics and we can uh, expand upon that. So let's talk about the patent from Microsoft, W-O-0-6-0-6-0-6-A-1. And if we go to that patent-specific, it is a cryptocurrency system that uses body activity data, and then it will decide whether or not you have performed your task, and then you'll either get paid or you won't get paid. And this is connected to a digital currency. Now, I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin. I'm a huge fan of certain cryptocurrencies that use decentralized systems that are actually effective and work. However, I do not want to link myself into a digital currency that uses a centralized system that would dictate whether or not to pay me uh, based upon my body activity. So let me just read to you the abstract here. Human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. A server may provide a task to a device of a user which is communicatively coupled to the server. A sensor communicatively coupled to it or comprised and the device of the user may sense body activity of the user. So body activity data may be generated based on the sensed body activity of the user. The cryptocurrency system communicatively coupled to the device of the user may verify if the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system and award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. What that means is once you did what it feels you were supposed to do, it will then pay you in a digital currency. Now, this also gets to the point of you could use this to change somebody's emotions. You could use this to change what somebody's going to think, and I'll tell you how. You're watching a commercial. Something comes on for genetically modified foods versus uh, organic foods. And if you prefer the organic foods, your body will create specific stimuli. You'll have particular reactions of the body, eye movements, etc., and um, this technology will be able to pick up on that. Well, if it wants you to think that the GMO food is better than the organic, then you're literally going to change the way you think if you have to get paid that way. It's, and then, here's where it gets even more exciting. Let's say you don't agree with a certain mandate. You want to go out to a protest. Well, it'll know you're at that protest, and if you uh, aren't supposed to leave your house, let's say you're in a quarantine, you leave the house, you can get fined, you can get picked up, they know exactly where you were, they know exactly what you were thinking, and th to take this to the next level, they want to use your brain to process data because the computational power that they have right now with computers, as amazing as they are, still don't have the capabilities that our brains do. Yes, they'll kick your butt at chess, but when it comes to certain abstract and actual processing power, the brain is still beyond recognition. So 
when they hook this up to your brain and then they hook everybody's brains up together, you now have a cloud brain system that's sending all this information back to the cloud. And a blockchain, what a blockchain means is that it is a digital ledger. So you can go up to the computer, for example, if you buy Bitcoin, then you can see where that one Bitcoin went from point A to point B. You can follow it. You can follow the blockchain. It's a technology that allows you to see a digital ledger. So now let's say all of your thoughts, all of your movements, all of your emotions is now blockchained in a digital ledger that somebody will have access to, and then they could also decide what to do with that information. So that's what blockchain would be used for in my vision here with this cryptocurrency system that Microsoft wants to that has, this is the patent, I'm looking at the patent right now W. just type it in, WO2020 yeah. 0606061 Yes, so you can go to patentscope.wipo.int and uh, you can mm -hmm. search for that uh, Yeah, this is a real patent, absolutely Now the sensor and the, and the, uh, that's hooked up to the user device that, that connects into the cloud the communication network uh, that sensor, what are we talking about here? Uh, something that would be implanted in, in, into the, under, like, uh, under the skin? It doesn't or? have to be. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, so they can implant it, and that's one way they're going to try and debunk this. If somebody comes out, there, oh, they're going to try and implant stuff in our, in, our, in our hands. Well, that could certainly be a possibility, but they don't need to do that. They can do it with wearable devices. So if you've got a smartphone, if you've got a smart appliance, if you've got a smart watch, there's certain sensors that can pick up body activity data combined with algorithms and then process power and then process um, the the information based upon that. Right. And so what what this brings to mind for me is China and their social crediting scores. So oh, if yeah. for example you show up at a protest or or you um you don't get the vaccine or you don't you know you don't uh, do certain things your behavior is out of line with the official narrative they could go into the cryptocurrency system uh, into that digital ledger and take so many uh whatever they call the currency basically fine you and just take that uh, there'll mm -hmm. be no court they'll just take it out of your ledger right oh yeah oh yeah and you know, let's take this to the uh, the current state of affairs right now. Um, I'll make it, you know, clearly I was watching the night of the um, the elections, and I was actually with my friend Kevin Hogan, which is a very famous author. Well, I wasn't, like, with him personally, but we're doing a live stream, and he was at his place and I was at mine. And he's pretty, um, from what, he hasn't said this to me, but I think he's more on the, the Democratic side which is totally cool, you know, totally awesome. I, I like having friends that have different opinions. But he was sending me information. Imagine that. Imagine ha having diversity of opinion. Isn't that a I radical know. idea? It's okay, right? I mean, <laughs> but Once he, upon he, a time. He, he, yeah. Get the bug. Uh, yeah. So, but still, he's, really, he's a super cool guy. And we were watching it that night. He said, let's call it the night, the night of. We'll, we'll do a live cast. We'll talk about it. And we're doing the live cast, and it got to the point to where he was like, you know what, let's just, you know, let's call it a night. I think we know who's got this. And uh, we were looking at the numbers and the statistics and everything else, and it was just like, okay, yeah, you're right. And even Vegas, the odds in Vegas. So we just ended up calling it a night, you know, when, when the numbers and everything, uh, Pennsylvania's up 700,000 towards that, uh, you know, that one person that I, I guess I can't talk about. I mean, um, I, I got to talk about just... Nick Kittens, 
You know, I mean, that, there's certain things you can and can't talk about in certain places now, and I guess we'll just talk about happy puppy videos and stuff like that to keep things uh, on, on the okay. But to make a long story short, and I think people are following me on this, I'm neither, I don't care uh, if you're independent, Democrat, uh, Democrat or Republican, I would like to see more options. I would really like to see a strong third or fourth party because it seems like these two are oftentimes there's people above them that are controlling the, the strings. But I have never seen in my entire life a commander-in-chief of a country, the most pow- one of the most powerful countries in the world, if not the most, that has been treated and talked to and talked about via the, the, the media. But then I think to myself, well, it's pretty simple to understand that because you've got the media that control five corporations that control the media, and they have specific narratives and agendas, and they get money from certain places and certain people that have certain agendas. And you've got this anomaly out there that gets into office and goes back to more of a a national approach and breaks out of these accords and treaties because the the science that he's looking at is saying, hey, that science is a part of the club, and he's not a part of the club. So that's my opinion. Or they, they could also use this with where we're at right now as a great way to cause even more division because if you talk about facial coverings now it's almost like talking about politics and i've turned the name politics into politics because oftentimes most <laughs> politicians what are they they talk about stuff do they ever really do anything that benefits okay. you i mean or do they rex just- i gotta jump in here we're hitting the yep. top of the hour we're it. gonna break uh okay. rex bear stays with us we'll pick up on this on the other side we'll also open the phone lines for questions and comments as we continue to discuss the great reset right here on the conspiracy show stay with us <laughs> 